It's another side that like wants to take more. It wants to go that one more round. Because like going that one more round when you don't think you can. That's what makes all the difference in your life. You know what I mean? Welcome to another episode of One More Round, the Rocky Series Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan. With me today, of course, is Kyle. But we have a special guest co-host, Jared, who's filling in for Katie. Because Katie, again, is in another vacation. She's getting slushed up somewhere. <laughs> Jared, welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Ryan. And Kyle, nice to finally uh, do a show with you. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard your name bantered around from time to time. All good things. Of course. Uh, but yeah, I've never met the legend. So it's nice <laughs> oh, to meet you. <laughs> you see a legend, you let me know. <laughs> uh, we know that Jared is a fantastic guest co-host and co-host. He's uh, guested with me, or say co-hosted with me, on our Burt Reynolds coverage that we do on this network, the last of the Action Heroes Podcast Network. And we are going to continue that. I think as we get near December, we're going to do, what was the sequel to that again? The Malone one? Gator. Gator, that's right. So yeah. we're gonna do Gator, the, the premier Burt Reynolds podcast on the planet. Yeah, I don't think any other podcast covers Burt Reynolds quite the way we do. And also, you've guessed it on, of course, on this actual show, but never with Kyle. It's weird. I guess you've always been with Kate. What we've done that? Is that yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I've always actually filled in for Kyle. Oh, okay. No. Kyle, Kyle's the sterno bum that you filled in. I am. <laughs> All right. And uh, Jared, you also host a podcast. Uh, would you like to tell the people of the podcast that you host? Sure. I would like to do it. The Hyperspace, podcasting in the 25th century. We cover nerd stuff, sci-fi, stuff from the 80s, basically stuff from when we were growing up in the uh, 70s, 80s, and 90s, the golden age of pop culture, as uh, you know very well from talking about Rocky. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you guys do a great job on there, and you guys just covered the, uh, what was it, the Shakana Sh- Kana? What's that name of that uh, Star Wars show? Uh, Ahsoka, oh, Ahsoka okay. not Shakana. Okay. Yeah, we had a Ahsoka show, and we're about to drop our season eight premiere as we record this on the 13th of November, tomorrow, we'll be putting out season eight premiere. Nice. And was that covering? We're going to be talking a little bit about uh, Planet of the Apes. I oh. love that trilogy. The Matt Reeves trilogy was fantastic. Is that yeah. the movie or the planet? <laughs> We're going to be discussing the movie, perhaps oh, okay. a little bit about the planet. But uh, That's a line from The Simpsons. There's an episode where they call Troy McClure. He's voiced by Phil Hartman. Yes. And he's like, ever heard of Planet of the Apes? And he's like, movie or the planet? He's like, the new musical with you as the lead role, the human. (laughs) So Matt Reeves isn't doing it. Are you hopeful about this new? We'll see. I think somebody else taking a swing at it. But it's in the same world as those other movies. Caesar and all that stuff. We'll see. Yeah. I think this is many hundreds of years later, but we'll we'll see. It it looks good. And so we have a little conversation about 
Planet of the Apes in our new episode. Now, are they casting real apes? Because I know uh, I know Hollywood has an issue with casting people that aren't part of the actual species that they are. I, I don't. It, they could be. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, because I know that. Uh, uh, I know they have a hard time with that. If you're actually not like, if you're not, example, that, you if you're have, not yeah, that thing, you can't. They're like, not a deaf person. You you got to cast a deaf person. Correct. So, so they're looking for a real ape. So there's a casting call. If you're an ape out there listening to the show. Go, uh, go check out uh, casting line for that. Absolutely. Uh, the slide documentary. Kyle, did you watch the slide documentary? I haven't. Okay. Right. I, I figured you probably haven't, but Jared, I did want to hear Jared's thoughts. I'll share a quick thoughts because our dear listeners probably would like to hear our thoughts on the slide documentary. My mom saw it and she oh. called me oh. and she just said, they talk about a lot of the stuff that you guys mentioned on your podcast. Yes, there but you I think go. They, they might have ripped us off a bit is what I think. I think that's one of my biggest criticisms about the documentary. The fact that your mom caught that and said that indicates that this documentary was a bit of a... Okay, what do you think, Jerry? What's your thoughts on the documentary? Okay, so I don't know exactly what I was expecting, but this documentary is very much looking at Sly through the lens of his creations, like through Rocky. It, it's not like a nuts and bolts. There, there's some of that stuff, biographical stuff dealing with his father and stuff like that. But a lot of it is, it really, they get into it, but they, it's more about Sly, the artist, Sly, the writer, the director, the actor. And they don't really like pick any scabs and get down and dirty with stuff. And I was hoping Sage Stallone, he, he doesn't even mention Sage's name in this documentary. Doesn't say his name. The only way they address the Sage thing is through archival footage from when, from the time Rocky five was released. And they just put up like a name card up that says Sage Stallone born 1976 died 2012. As far as the current footage they filmed of Sly, he, he talks a little about it, but in a kind of an abstract way and uh, doesn't mention his other son at all. Sergey, Sergey. Or, or Sergei. for that matter, his really his daughters or anything about his domestic life. We have the, the uh, Stallone reality show to see his current life with his family, to be fair. <laughs> okay. Which yeah. I do watch, which I have seen. And we've talked about it on the show, of course. But I agree with everything you're saying there. It, look, I love Sly. And I know there's Sly worshipers and supporters out there. I won't say who they are from other podcasts in particular, who you cannot say anything remotely critical about Sly, which I think is a horrible way to podcast in general. It's actually just a horrible way to be. Look, at the end of the day, Sly mm -hmm. is a celebrity, but some people worship at the feet of him to the point yeah. where you can't even say, hey. So I admit, as a fan, I'm like I'm a fan of him and his life. And so, yeah, I am extremely curious about your life why do you think for example jared that there's celebrity biographies out there you name this like clint eastwood barbara streisand even arnold has a huge biography there's legit biographies of the biggest celebrities in the world and sly is one of the biggest celebrities we will never get and this bugs the shite out of me we will never get the definitive sly biography and it bugs me you don't think at some point he's going to sit down and create an autobiography. It can't be from him. He won't do it. It has to be from a journalist. Okay, because, because you're, you're not going to get you're not going to get the facts from Sly. I love Sly. I love him to death. 
But here's the problem I have with the documentary and with Sly, and this is just the honest truth. And I don't, I, I don't know how to, I don't know how much to believe. Uh-huh. He, he, there's real stories out there about his own, like the Rocky Journey story about, oh, they offered me this, and that. There have been other people who are in that room who have come out and said that's not what went down. And uh-huh. look, it's a he said, she said. That's fine. That's just one example. He is a storyteller. That's his job, and I love him for it. He's given us Rocky. He's expanded the Ramble of Universe. He gave us the Expendables franchise. He and then he's tweaked other movie projects he's been a part of. I love his entertainment. He is an entertainer, but it'd be like I'm a huge Bruce Springsteen fan, right? And, but Bruce, for example, gave us a biography, right? He actually gave us a true biography. And I don't know why Sly is, I don't know why if he's afraid or if it's an image that he's trying to protect. But it, again, I don't know. We just get hints. Yes, his dad was abusive. The mom was weird. But I want to hear some real childhood stories about him in class or him with mm-hmm. his buddies or just because we get that. You, you, I've read a lot of biographies. I guess I'm a biography nerd because I, I love them. And I guess it just saddens me as a fan of his that I'll never get the story that I've gotten from other celebrities. That's all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That documentary, I think probably the most unexpected thing I saw in it was that home video footage of him hugging his father when his father was basically dying right and and stallone was his dad was crying stallone was crying that to me seemed like a genuine like boom something you've never seen before that was a very nice moment yeah the documentary was well done Mm -hmm. i liked hearing some of his stories about, of course, there was that footage of that movie, that silent movie called Horses or whatever. Yes, that, um, that was cool. There's some interesting unseen footage, unseen pictures. Yes, I get, guess. Get some Talia Shire interviews in Yeah, there. got a couple of her in there. There's no Carl Weathers and no Burt Young before his passing, obviously before his passing, but this was filmed before he passed. There was nothing of oh. them, which is odd. The whole premise of the documentary is he's moving, so they're packing up his stuff, and as they're packing up his stuff and unboxing and boxing his belongings, they're going through rocky character the ramble character some of his journeys and and some of his regrets and his father how much his father's kind of dickish behavior influenced sly's creative stuff but you're right that kind of reconciliation so to speak on the death of the uh, the bedside was interesting and and, and heartfelt and i don't think sly is a liar i want to make this clear i'm not saying he's a liar i'm I'm saying he's telling a story and we all tell stories about our lives about our past sometimes we embellish just to tell the narrative so I don't think there's any lies told, but I just don't know how much of it is just a narrative. Even he said at the end there, of course, that was the big spoiler. Here's the last line of the documentary was he says, I like happy endings, so shoot me. So I believe Sly believes that. I believe he's created a happy ending with his life, his career, his current family. But there's no mention of Bridget Nielsen. There was no mention of Sasha by name or, or their autistic child, uh, Sergey or Sergio. I don't know how to pronounce it. Say like Sergey or Sergio. Of course, Sage was shown, pictures were shown, but there was no mention of the word Sage from his lips, if I remember correctly. Yeah. And uh, and Sage didn't come up until they started covering Rocky Five in the documentary. And there's a good uh, question here. So this is from Baz in our chat. He goes, Why do you think he never mentions Sergio? Is it out of respect or he says more sinister reasons? I would maybe reword that just different reasons, but that's a good question. I there was a time, there was a there is an article out there where Stallone is talking about, I think it was People Magazine, and he's talking about his autistic child and kind of raising awareness for autism. And then I believe that was it. Now, again, he doesn't have to, but 
I'm curious as to the reasons why he just, he doesn't say like, oh, I have an autistic child that I, of course he takes care of him financially. I would suspect everything's taken care of, uh-huh. but I just wonder why there's just no, and I'm speaking as a father and you guys are fathers. And can you just imagine whether it's your second or third marriage, who cares? Imagine having a child that you just never even, I, I just can't even imagine never even speaking or acknowledging a child. People are different in the sense that if I, I think it would be hard to be a celebrity is bringing your personal life out into the public. And I know, for example, at work, and I know I don't work with celebrities, at work, some people really like to talk about their personal lives. And some people really like to delineate between, okay, this is my professional life, I'm here, and then my personal life's at home, and they don't really mix. And it's like, I wonder if he, in his mindset, he's just like, my kids are my kids. My family life's my family life. I'll talk about me, but that other stuff, thats it's more personal. Yeah, and I agree with you other than the reality show. Not true enough. And that's where I get a little bit. This is okay, Let me just be clear. I, I'm going to say this, and I'm going to sound like a total a-hole for saying this, and I can't help myself. He's got three daughters that are all gorgeous. He's got a wife right now who's gorgeous. And he should be proud. He should be happy. Don't get me wrong. Look, they're a beautiful family his past relationships isn't as pretty. And I think he's just basically advertising. I know it's current, but there's no, I don't know. It's, I don't know how to say it, but the kid is, or the, he's an adult now he's 44, I think right now. And then he's got a son who officially died of a heart attack, but he was overweight and he did drugs. Okay. So that's just the reality. I know it's dark and I know it sucks, but it's almost, it almost feels like it's being buried. That's my opinion. Maybe I'm wrong and people can call me whatever, but that's kind of feel like, I feel like it's a bit of a bearing It's like, look what I have now. I have three beautiful dogs, beautiful wife. And I'm saying embarrassed is the right word, but it's like, it's almost like it didn't happen. It almost feels like that. I don't know why. I could see with like Sage, for example, just not wanting to talk about it. If one of my kids died, like that would feel up so bad that I just wouldn't, of course. I wouldn't yeah, go I, there. I can't comprehend how bad that would feel. Like you're not yapping about it in every talk show. You're not going to say, like, Hey, guess what? Yeah. My son died. Uh, but I just, I don't know. Maybe it's, just, it's too painful to go there. And I think also like the autistic son, maybe that's the bigger issue. It's a bit of a, a, pr- a protective instinct. I, I mean, my daughters can handle media scrutiny. My daughters are okay and can consent to being on this reality show. Yeah. I don't want the media involved with my son, my, my special needs son. No, like, that's fair. Those are all fair arguments. I don't disagree and I'm not trying to be disparaging at all. I just, I don't know. My brain just goes where it goes. I can't help. It. It's just where my DNA works. We can't but change I, who we are. We can't change who we are. It's who, it's who you podcast with Kyle. Um, <laughs> I married a podcaster. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, great discussion. That's all I'm doing. Like, I'm offering viewpoints. Uh, listeners, let us know for if I'm insane or aside the fence you're on. I, uh, speaking of which, we haven't got an email, so there's no email reading this time. But we do have trivia. We're going to get to that right now. But again, this is just uh, speculation. This is a podcast. The whole design of podcasts is, <laughs> is to discuss the fandom, the world of, and that's all we're doing. We mean no harm. Don't, I don't want anyone to go crying to some other person saying, Ryan said this about Sly, and that person gets back to me. Okay. All Sly's right. Like, I ignored Ryan for now. Yeah. Now he's my enemy. And I oh, no. Obviously, Sly doesn't <laughs> listen to my Rambo podcast where I slag on Frank. I've, I've, looked, I've closed every door opportunity. I've drawn my line in the sand. I've, I've attacked Frank. Okay. Frank's right. going to come into your house one day. He's oh. just going to knock on the door, <laughs> and you're going to open, and he's going to be like, Say it to my face now, Ryan. He is a boxer. <laughs> I got to be careful. I do have to be careful. Okay, are you guys ready for trivia? Jared, you're going to play for Katie. 
Uh, he needs you to do poorly because Katie's killing us. Yeah, man. If you could take a dive, I'd appreciate <laughs> yeah. it. You could write your real answers and share them privately, but if you could just. <laughs> okay. okay. Here we go. Number 41. The question is, where does Apollo take Rocky to train? And I'm letting you know right now because there's a question that comes up. It's the city. So what city does Apollo oh, take I, Rocky? Yeah. So what city does Apollo take Rocky to train? I, question 42. Who says, I don't even have a gun? <laughs> I would like to add, why would this person say that? <laughs> Think about the person saying it. I know. <laughs> 43. What does Paulie call the watch that Rocky gives him? So he refers to the watch as something. Okay. Wow, this is like not chronological there. Like, no, Rocco doesn't always go in chronological. That's what I love about him. Yeah. What is the name of the gym? That Apollo takes Rocky to. So there you go. Uh, and I want proper spelling. I want the uh, for bonus point for a bonus point. Yes, yeah, uh, just do it for a bonus point because I need a bonus point. No, not doing this bonus point stuff. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna keep track of the scores, so you can't make me do it. <laughs> I can. I won't send you more links to the uh, the episodes. You can't podcast with me anymore. Oh, I'll find a way on. <laughs> Last one. Way. How many? Now this one I, I'm going to be guessing on. I'm going to be honest with you guys, but here it is. How many years does Rocky say it takes? To get to know Polly. What? You don't know that? I'm terrible with the numbers stuff. So Rocky says to, to Paul, oh yeah, it takes blank years to get to know this. And then Paul I, I, I don't have that much time, or I don't have I don't have that many years. Okay, so we'll save that for the end of the episode uh, so people can play along at home and we'll see if any of these are revealed in today's I don't think they are. We're gonna trust, I think actually some of them will be revealed. We're gonna trust you guys that you're not going to possibly amend your answers if i would never amend my answers i never have i'm losing it just if i amend my answers and i'm losing that's really bad yeah that's true how do you do at home jared when you play i'm usually in the car but i just holler out the answers oh you you, uh, listen to podcasts on your commute yes nice yeah that's a good way to do it how long's your commute just out of curiosity about 20 minutes each way Oh, Stop yeah. Out. Pretty standard, yeah. I listen to podcasts when I do... I'm one of those people, I think I've mentioned this before, where I'll literally get... I, when I crawl out of bed, I put my earbuds in. Like, when I'm doing my morning getting ready routine, when I'm making breakfast, when I'm doing laundry, when I'm... Any, anytime I'm not talking to my wife or kids, I'm engaged. I can't just... Yeah, I've trained my brain to always be listening. I do the same thing yeah, okay. if I'm doing household chores yeah. or something. I'll put on a podcast. Driving, jogging, walking, chores. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so where we last left off... Uh, Apollo and Rocky are now curious for each other. I'm really excited for the relationship that's about the bud. And now we're watching this at the home theater in Rocky's house, the coverage of the fight. So I guess between that event and what we're about to watch, uh, they have announced to the world and their management teams have connected with each other that they're going to have a rematch. The fight's going to happen. Okay, so now we're at this uh, sports desk and uh, Mr. T. Clubber's there. What I love about this shot here is we have this sports net behind Clubber is another picture of Clubber. (laughs) Is it though? Or it almost looks like a drawing to me. I I think it's a still shot. It goes overhead projectors. It looks like that, but they're behind it or in front of it. So it isn't, but that that, like, Oh, it looks lit. It don't look real. Like the sheen on his arm. It looks drawn. Like it doesn't look like a photo and like the coloring looks weird. And then it's on like a blank background. So you don't think it's an actual digital screen? You think it might be a photo backlit or something? Or I think someone drew that. Oh, oh you think <laughs> it's an actual physical drawing? Yeah, I think it's like art. Like someone made that. Clubber, do you accept the challenge for a rematch with Balboa? I reject the challenge because Balboa is no challenge. 
I love that. I love that favorite line. That's the best. (laughs) I reject the challenge. (laughs) Okay. Has the challenge not been issued already? And has he not already officially accepted it? I don't know. I know it's a great line. I think it's just, they're just talking, right? Of course, this next line is even better. I think this next part's even better. But I'd be more than happy to beat up on him some more. Always said he was nothing. So I'm happy to beat on him. <laughs> he wants to come back in the ring with me. I'd be happy. That's great trash talk, by the way. That's actually oh. great trash talk. I think the kids would call that chef's kiss. Oh. <laughs> That's the slang for it. That's just perfect, oh. perfect trash talk. Now, I love the idea here. They're all gathered. I think this is Rocky's house. and uh, But I love how they knew this new, because there's no DVRs. This is all live TV. I guess it could have VHS taped this in 82. Was there VHS tapes? Maybe beta? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, they okay. had that good. Yeah. But the point I'm trying to make is, but they're gathered around Paul's and Assurant tie. So they're ready. They know this is coming. So they're watching this together now. This club are talking about. So fight. here's a question for you. You think Paulo's uh, just shacking up with the Balboas for a few days? I don't think. I don't <laughs> yeah, think so. Yeah. <laughs> or, or actually, I don't know. Oh, I see. Because okay, he officially question, doesn't though, live there. He doesn't well, live there. You're right. Yeah, because, I have a question. What are those trophies from? See these trophies in the background? If it was Apollo's house, you'd be like, oh, those are all is probably from amateur boxing. Yeah, is that silver chalice? Is that big so silver thing? A up. cup of some sort? But like, you see the huge cup thing behind yeah. it, and then over to my left... You see what looks like a bunch of other smaller trophies. It's like this trophy room, but I didn't know that Rocky won all of these. Like, where did Maybe these come from? Well, did he this, play this, football? He played football in high school. Yeah, well, but this, wouldn't those be in his apartment, like in the first film? Maybe this is stuff he accumulated during the montage at the beginning of Rocky Three. Yeah, but do you get trophies for the fights? Oh, yeah, I, maybe it's not all fights though. Maybe it's a uh, humanitarian awards. Oh, or something. I see. Oh, okay. Here's your trophy. That's for better than money. my suggestion of him just buying trophies to make his own trophy room. <laughs> well, he might have done that too. <laughs> or it could be Adrian's he, trophies. It could be from her. T- maybe she plays tennis on the side. We've talked about it. Adrian has a whole needs? life outside the films that we never see. Yeah, she but she's have... not known for her body, as her mom said. Right, her le- athletic abilities are yeah. questionable. But you she's develop smart. Your mind. So yeah. that could be like spelling, spelling bee. Yes, yeah, yeah, spelling bee trophies. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Those are Adrian's spelling bee trophies. Perfect. I like it. There you go. That's... What do you think of him being trained by Apollo Creed? So <laughs> look at that guy's hair. Sorry, I love that. Uh, it's amazing. So, of course, here's the question. Uh, you know who I, this I, guy looks like? So remember the show Perfect Strangers? Uh, yeah. I he see looks like Larry bit. Appleton. Yes. Yeah. That's funny. Apollo who? You talking about that old fool Apollo Creed? Shucks. One has yeah. been shucks. That's all Apollo been Keep doing. Talking. Been running off at the mouth lately. And when I see him, I'm going to close it for him. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he Man. says this one has been training another. <laughs> I like for with the couple exceptions, I actually like Clubber. Like he's really entertaining guy. The only thing I don't like that he did was the thing he said to Adrian. And that's the best. Part. Yeah, <laughs> but that's it. Otherwise, I think it, it's fair game, man. The guy earned his way up to the top. Yeah, he, there's, he didn't cheat. He didn't do anything wrong. He didn't do anything wrong. He be, he, he beat Rocky fair and square. <laughs> His shit talk is hilarious. <laughs> I love when Clubber goes after Apollo. Like yeah. every time he insults him or pushes him, or uh, that is a fight that in some universe I'd like to see. Oh, yeah. Uh, Clubber oh, yeah. and Apollo. 
That's because the rumble they, in the they jungle. hate each other. Yeah. Now, do you think that it's heightened a bit because they're both black? Do you think there's some antagonist? Like, he seems to be really after Apollo. Is it because they come from the same? Because I think he feels like he came from a harder background than Apollo, maybe. is that Does that make sense? There's that hmm. toughness, so to speak. Did Apollo come from, like, a silver spoon kind of background? Because when we go back to a, a certain gym, which I won't name for reasons, yeah, we um, it seems like a pretty shitty gym, right? And that would uh, imply that Apollo started in a rough area of L.A., training at this crappy gym, and then he made something of himself. I'm not saying he was raised with a silver spoon like Adonis was. I never went to prison. We know that Clubber's character actually went through prison. That was a canon. It's not in the film, but it's I think it's canon officially from the books or something. But just like he says, when he sees Apollo, he's going to close his mouth. Like He just seems to be really... I don't know if there's something there with that. I could be wrong, but... I think Clubber Lang has the ultimate like alpha male complex. And like any male he sees is like a threat to him. He's going to be really aggressive towards. Okay. For example, he's actually really nice to this newscaster guy, right? Yeah. Like he's not talking shit to him. He's pretty cool with them. I know he's been like a dick to other reporters that have been in his locker thing. room and telling them to yeah. robe and dance. This yeah, guy. I don't mind. Like he was legit there, but like, I think if he feels threatened by other guys, like other like high level boxer guys, he's going to come at them hard. I think that's just his personality and just where he grew up. That's how it works. Yeah, I'd like to welcome those who join us live. Hey, Drillo, and others for joining us live. Thanks to you guys for your comments. We do do appreciate Donald brought. Yeah, and that's what I'm getting at. We've talked about this before. I know you have, Kyle. That Clubber does call Paul a boy. I think at the rematch he shoves him. He goes, "Don't turn your back on me," or something like that, boy, or something. Yeah, I think Clubber's like adept at getting under your skin. Like that was something like Muhammad Ali was known for. Is he really knew how to picket people and get under their skin psychologically? Okay. And I think Clubber does that too. He found his hook against Rocky by saying those things to Adrian. And I think Apollo is another black man. He'll throw it like that boy. Like, you know, say it that way. Yeah. Because he tried to antagonize Apollo in the corner and it didn't really work, right? Like, Apollo kept his cool. So he knew that he had to, next time he saw him, like, amp it up a bit in order to get the reaction he wanted. Another report asked, all right, when will the match take place? <laughs> December 25th. Oh, wait, that's Rocky IV. Sorry. <laughs> I forget when the match takes place. Actually, what does it take place? I don't know. Right. When will the match take place? The sooner the better. Oh, yeah. I'm the champion of the world. That's right. There was no date given. Because it's funny. The other ones were yeah, had special. Like, it was January 1st or... Yeah. So, this was like, sooner the better. Mark down your calendar, bubble. I, I They must have made arrangements at this point. But If you backtrack to... I, what date was on Mickey's gravestone? It was like August or something. Rocky's still obviously beat up. He's still got from, the ra Rocky Raccoon eyes there. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to think maybe they're in. They're still in August at this point. I'm guessing it's like six months or something. I would say three to six months for sure. Yeah. Not it's hard to say six, because like they go down to L.A. and it's like kind of warm all year round there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I think they're just in initial talks for this fight. Because like in real boxing, for example, for instance, like Tyson Fury and Alexander Usyk, that's going to be the next big fight for undisputed championship. Those guys have been trying to arrange a fight forever, and then it's like, oh, a fight's announced for this date, and it doesn't happen. And so right. you know, like people could accept challenges or whatever. Okay, but fair like enough. They okay. probably haven't nailed right. down the actual details. Okay. Of the fight. I don't know how that stuff works, but yeah, it's almost like being engaged, but you don't have a wedding date yet. Yeah, it, that's exactly what it's like. Yeah. <laughs> 
So this is an interesting comment from Drill on our YouTube channel. He says, if Clubber was a real boxer nowadays, the internet would destroy him. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I think both of them would get roasted hard. Like the way Rocky speaks and stuff like that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like internet trolls would have a field day, even oh, yeah. if Rocky was like a, the people's champion that he is. Yeah. We know that Apollo read the mean tweets from his uh, from his oh, balcony. Yeah. Those are just basically mean tweets. Yeah. Oh my god! Imagine like the current if they did a remake of Rocky and he's like holding his smartphone. He's like, listen to what someone said on Twitter, and it's just something outrageous. <laughs> there are probably a few bad words hurled their way. Okay, all right, let's continue. And nothing can be done about that. I can't be beat, and I won't be beat. This time I'm gonna train even harder. There won't be no quick knockdowns. I'm gonna torture him. I'm gonna crucify him real bad. Hard words <laughs> from a hard man. I'm gonna crucify him real that, bad. <laughs> that's strong language because let's be honest, when we say the term crucify someone, we often like our minds go to the, the Christ figure being crucified. So it's a very it's a very torturous regardless. It's a yes. very torturous act. And the, the idea that I'm going to train harder, but I'm not training harder to knock you down faster. I'm training harder to drag you around and just hurt you as long as I can. Mm-hmm. It, it really shows that it's not like he just, he doesn't like Rocky on a professional level. He also doesn't like Rocky on a personal level. I want to see you personally suffer and be in pain and not just, I want to take you out and win the fight. It's also interesting foreshadowing. Cause if you believe the lore from Sly that Clubber Lang eventually becomes a born-again Christian mm-hmm. that, that he's using terminology like crucify. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> okay, hard words from a hard man. I love that. Uh, man, <laughs> junior high me found that pretty funny. <laughs> oh, I still think it's funny. <laughs> I never even caught that. Kyle, that's, that's usually my job to bring this down. The odds against Balboa making a comeback at 34 are very long indeed. So, Kyle, another strong age or timeline indicator. Now we have a, a firm. So they're saying he's 34 here. That means yeah, he was 30 in the first Rocky film. Mm-hmm. So the first Rocky film took place when? Seven, okay. Five, Right? So if he's, because remember, I'm pushing, th- I'm, I'm 30 myself. Goes, I'm 30 myself. I'm 30 myself. That's right. So this is now 1980. Where are we here, folks? This is, see what I'm saying? Yes, I have my weird conspiracy theory <laughs> timelines here. That's, so you did you like add a that? Did you add that? So they're saying now you could argue the the announcer got the age wrong, right? But Rocky doesn't do this. No. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. To be fair, though, uh, sometimes like, if he's turning thirty five that year or something, I like understand. That, but even then, eighty one. Then it wouldn't be any more than eighty one. Yeah, it's, it's supposed to be eighty one. Like the age one says August fifteenth, eighty one. Okay. Uh, so Louise, look up. The Rocky character's birthday because that is online somewhere. I'm just curious. If Louise is our Google guy, or it doesn't ever else. show it in the the show though, does it? I His don't birthday? remember. I think it does somewhere. I think it does. A, it was the computer graphic one in Rocky Balboa. I think it might show. I think it shows. Uh, his I don't somewhere. believe. I don't take the video game on as is uh, the Looney Tunes. You don't take the Looney Tunes. Uh, yeah, the cartoon fight. Yeah, there's the, actually now that I think about it, there has been like nothing. Like Rocky's now, you never see him celebrate a birthday or anything like that. I guess you only see Paulie's birthday, but then you also see like pictures of him. I don't know. I think maybe it's just Christmas with his kid. But anyway, yeah, I think his his actual birth date's mysterious. 
I agree with Drillo again. Here says Clever Lang is well doubt one of the greatest movie villains of all time, solely for his trash talk. That's uh... yeah, that's the thing about Ivan Drago is that like, he was a good villain in the sense that he didn't have to say anything. He just looked so menacing, and the things he did say were so cold and calculating. But from a pure entertainment point of view, Clubber is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Can he do it? Most experts doubt it. Balboa was a fine champion, but his time has passed. I wish him luck. Okay. <laughs> so I just love his little... Go look, they have a new photo, by the way. Behind I know, them. they've switched it. <laughs> the poor Rocky photo behind this guy. He's like, who has the worst hair, the announcer or Rocky? <laughs> uh, this is really reminiscent, though, of like before the Rumble in the Jungle fight. Oh. Everyone thought Muhammad Ali would lose that fight. There you go. Everyone, because George Who's- Foreman... The two guys, like Frazier and Norton, who gave Muhammad Ali a hard time, both had beaten him at one point. George Foreman knocked those guys out easily. And so they thought, okay, once Ali gets in the ring with Foreman and Foreman catches him, he's going to take him out. No one believed Ali would be able to do it. He was thought as being past his prime, and he just couldn't. Like Foreman was the new big thing, big destroyer, just like Clubber. 34 nowadays. I feel like, what's Tyson Fury's age? Do we know? He was born in 89, so he's 34, actually. Okay, fair enough. 34 is not that old. It is past your prime in boxing, but Ali, for example, his last fight was in 81, and I think he was born in 46. Ali was about just under 40 with his last fight. He was born in 42, I think. Now, so okay, course, he, his Parkinson's was setting in too, so he got beat up pretty bad his last two fights in the eighties. Yeah, but, but ha- yeah, having Parkinson's as a boxer though, it might be a, it might be a good advantage because you don't know where the guy's going to punch you from. He tricks, <laughs> he tricks you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, come on, hey now, hey. <laughs> <laughs> so Louise came back here with the dates. So apparently, according to online, Rocky was born either June sixth or July sixth. Either way. Of 1945, so this is 81. He'd be 36 years. So I, I don't know. I, I, it's all the Rocky timeline is probably the most fascinating. It, none of it makes sense. It's insane how much the Star Wars universe makes more sense, and that's had a lot of fingers in the pot. The fact that one author can't get the timeline right is just funny. My theory is, uh, if you understand the multiverse theory, <laughs> that there's many different universes and realities, and there's different versions of you in each of these universes. I think that each Rocky movie is set in a different universe that is very similar to our universe, and just the timeline is just a little bit different in each one. Well, that's, that's, the only I, thing, that's the only thing that allows it to make sense. I, yeah. At this point, not, our universe doesn't make sense of the multi-universe. So we have to accept the multi-universe to yeah. allow this timeline to make sense. Don't listen to it, Rocky. No, do listen to it, Rocky. Okay, two opposing devices. But I'm actually curious what you guys think about that. An engraved apology. No, oh. he just says when this is over, a lot of folks are going to owe you a grave apology. So, what do you think the philosophy here is? Do you listen to it as they say the negative talk, or don't you listen to mm. it? Which one? I think you have to do both, a little of both. Apollo is trying to get Rocky to get his head right. Hey, listen to this stuff because it's going to fuel you. For, that's his style right because again the mean yeah. tweets that he read on the balcony exactly know, he, he soaks that in he uses it to anger himself mm-hmm. I, but does rocky work that way yeah uh, that's what i was going to say because i was going to say the thing about apollo that apollo thrives off that 
And Apollo has a massive ego and he really cares about that kind of stuff. I'm thinking back to Rocky two when people were like when Apollo mm-hmm. sent that public relations campaign against him. Yeah. Smear campaign. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, which it worked more or less. Right. It did work. So it, it does drive Rocky to a degree, but in reality, this isn't what's going to drive Rocky to be clever. Yeah. Adrian funny. has to, to, to do that for him. Yeah. Spoiler, yeah. It's actually interesting. We do know that it bothers Rocky, not just from the Rocky II smear campaign, Kyle, but remember part one when he says to Adrian, remember when I told you the things they didn't bother me none? So, yeah, so there you go. Things do bother him. But I love right now we just get no emotion Rocky for the next 20 minutes of the film. Like, he just his face does not change. Have you guys seen the Sherlock Holmes movies? The ones with what's his face? One time Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So there's this scene in the film where he's bare knuckle fighting a guy. Yeah, uh-huh. I remember. And then they show it in slow motion where he he's thinking about what he's going to do in advance. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And then he does it, and then he's saying like all the consequences they're having, like oh his ribs broken, this is going to happen. And then he says at the end, he's like physical recovery, uh, six weeks; psychological recovery, six months. Mm. and that kind of reminds me of Rocky here. Like, his physical yeah. injuries are, are fairly superficial. But no, Paul like, beat him up way worse at the end of Rocky too. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's got knocked out quick, and but, like, psychologically, he's devastated. And no one's really addressing that right now. I don't think anyone knows how to address it. I don't think anyone truly knows what's going on in Rocky's head, and Rocky isn't telling them. It has to come out later in the film. When this is over, a lot of folks are going to owe you an engraved apology. And you're going to owe me a big favor. There you go. You're going to owe me a big favor. <laughs> so what is an engraved apology? <laughs> you have to get that on a piece of wood or something? Or I'm sorry, Rocky. <laughs> I love. I that. don't. Yeah, I think it's just a. I know. I know. Speech. I understand, but it's just funny. This is not just. An apology. It's an engraved one. That's what those trophies are. They're engraved apologies. <laughs> yeah. For the previous Apollo brings with him everywhere he goes. What favor? What favor? I said something. I love of all the things he's responding to. He's asking about the what favor. What favor? When it's over. Mm-hmm. Let's just say you and I are going to be a ro- a- alone in a room together and it's going to get very sweaty. I can't wait to... So here's Sly or and or Rocky looking very dapper. All right. Yeah. So I love this back in the 80s. They're just going to the airport to fly, but I love how they're just dressed up like they're going to a wedding. Or- yeah. yeah, and Apollo's always dressed up. Like, I've never seen Apollo other than when he's working out or something. Okay, that never mind. Apollo, I've seen one time without a suit, and that's when he was reading the hate mail, and he was in like that tracksuit thing. Yeah, and the velour. But otherwise, track. if he's like outside of the house, if he's outside of his own house, He's always dressed up nice, unless he's working out. Uh-huh. And like Rocky's kind of taken that on. He's always dressed up nice too. Yeah, so yeah. he's like a public figure now. Yeah, I guess so. I know, like I'm a big hockey fan. I watch hockey or well, my team, and they always arrive in their shirt and ties. It's kind of team policy. Like when they travel, well, that, travel. that's league policy. Like every, is it league every policy? Team, oh. Yeah, every team in the NHL, you have to go to a game in like uh, dress clothes. So I, it's just interesting. So here we are, the same idea. So it might be a sports thing too. Let's go. We forgot anything. 
no, maybe another for sweater. Yeah, she has to wear six or seven sweaters. As I see, Adrian's very concerned about her sweaters. I love how Paul, he's already got the sunglasses. He's already got the outfit for L.A. Like he's already looking sharp for that L.A. look. But we do see here an actual nanny. There's a lot of accusations in the fourth Rocket film that his kid was left with just a robot. But here we see on screen, they, they definitely had help for the boy at this age anyways. Yeah. Yeah, so they're going to say goodbye to the kid. The kid, where's the kid? Uh, California is not that cold. It's great. Okay, listen, I want you to be a good boy, okay? Don't give anybody a hard time. Give me a kiss. Yeah. I think it was that scene there that no, I won't say. <laughs> Why? What do you want from me? I'm sorry. I'm a terrible person, Jared. Anyway, if you know what I'm saying, then you can laugh. If you don't know what I'm saying, then I protect myself by not explaining myself. Okay. Yeah, so they give a kiss, and off Rocky goes. Call when we land. That kid is so chill for his parents being like, see you. Like he, this isn't the first time this has happened, for no. sure. We were just talking about this. I'm in the military and I deploy a lot and stuff. And sometimes kids, my my boys, they don't. I my daughter last night was crying about me leaving soon. But no, my boys have never cried, so it's not abnormal. And yeah, but it's stuff. both parents too. Becky's still home, right? That's true. Fair enough. Yeah, it's just me leaving. Yeah. And this daddy doesn't look like maybe I'm just I can't really I I haven't seen her, but she just seems like she's old school. Oh yeah, she's spanking that kid before bed. <laughs> <laughs> the kid's eating his vegetables whether he wants to or not. That's for sure. Is Polly driving the limo? Uh, I never noticed that. Right. Yeah. He's driving. He is? He's driving the car to the airport. There's no way there isn't booze in his system either. <laughs> I, I have <laughs> never noticed that before. I thought they were being picked up by a car. No, that's the fourth film he has a driver. I never uh, noticed that either, Jared. That's wow. the See, this is why we have to podcast with Ryan. He notices the little things. That's right. Wow. I notice what happens to the Rocky kid, and I notice who's driving the car. I so are they going to park that at the airport the whole time? Airport parking? Hunter the... parking. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Rocky could probably afford it. <laughs> yeah, he's probably not doing the... I don't know what the airports you guys are, but where I am, there's like the parking right by the airport is incredibly expensive. And yeah. then you go way out and you like, you can park there and the little bus takes you, you to, to the airport. <laughs> yeah, I think they're parking right by the airport. <laughs> Absolutely. Jill does bring up a good point that Robert Rocky Jr. never wore those glasses again. I we oh, could argue yeah. he has contacts. Maybe they just got him contacts as he got older. But yeah, we never see Ro- uh, Rocky Jr. wear glasses again. My daughter's supposed to wear glasses, and it's like the biggest freaking challenge for her to keep her glasses. Oh, interesting. My uh, my twelve year old, or soon to be twelve, he's eleven. He wears glasses, but he wears them religiously. He doesn't oh. take them off. He sleeps oh, with them. I, I got to pull them off his face sometimes when he falls asleep. I, I wore glasses as a kid, and I hardly ever wore them. I just hated it. Yeah, uh, Louise never noticed that Polly drives. That's why we do this podcast. Say what you want about those other Rocky podcasts. I won't say their names, but you know what? That's why people come to this show because we tell you that Polly's driving them to the airport. <laughs> he blows one more kiss to the kid, I think, if I remember. It gives him. Oh, the- no, that's right. It gives him the keep punching punch. That's right. That's what it was. Now, okay. I have to say what I love about the sequence here is we are now in L.A. And L.A. apparently is just a different planet than Philadelphia, which is ironic considering that Philly now <laughs> looks like the L.A. of old. Because Man, Philly back then looked like shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, I'm not saying L.A. is I don't know. I think Philly and L.A. I think Philly actually has a higher crime rate than L.A. Philly is pretty rough. I've actually never been to L.A. I've been to Philly, not L.A. 
like I've been say for sure. But I just love, but what I love is the musical cue change. Okay, I, you know what this reminds me of? Like, take it back or whatever the song is has been repurposed so many times in this film. It reminds me of Forrest Gump when Bubba's like, there's boiled shrimp, fried shrimp, shrimp and potatoes, shrimp kebab, shrimp stew, shrimp salad. Like, how many times can we do this it's song? Endless variations. <laughs> yeah. But this is the soul version. This is the... Do we know it's not Frank singing it? That's Frank. Yeah. That's Frank singing for sure. Yes. Now, what I love is Sly, who's the director. Now, he probably didn't do these. They're called on-location shots. Is that what they're called, Jared? Or when you shoot on-location? Or what do they call these shots that are? Uh, these are like... Uh, they call it again. When they're... Uh, it's probably not him behind the camera doing this This is second unit stuff. That's right. It's, yeah, it's just like... So Sly's telling whoever, the crew, go get me some shots of L.A. And I got to say... Even though I haven't been to LA, there's always they're always showing like homeless issues and stuff in LA now because it's such a big deal. It actually looks a lot better here than the stuff you see now. That's what I'm getting at. This is supposed to be the the I, I don't know how to say it. It's a different world than Philly, and uh, we're going to a different part of LA here. Not scary is the right word, but it's not as posh as other parts of LA. Sure. Say that. Yeah, this seems to me like it's like Skid Row type of stuff. None of these are actors. That's what I love about this. Are you allowed to film without someone's permission? I, I follow a couple of YouTube channels. Like, like one is a it's a fart channel. It's funny. It makes me laugh. <laughs> but the guy does prank farts. He does prank farts. Oh yeah, and like, like in a store. Or something. That's right. So yeah. what's the rules of that? If I go like make a sound with my little fart toy and someone goes, oh, I think you farted reaction. Do I have to tell them you're on camera and put it on YouTube for every single person you prank? Because some of them are just run well, away and stuff. How does you that see work? Some of those prank channels, if a person has their face blurred out, that means like if the victim has their face blurred sure. out, that means that um, there was no kind of release. So that's what I'm getting at. Does this guy that does is prolific at this? He gets hundreds of people a week. Is he getting a release for every single person? I, usually you can film people in a public place. For example, these people that film Karen's, you know, Karen's in public, they're not getting yeah. their released. <laughs> like, hey, well, I just filmed you freaking out at me. Can I get your release to post this on YouTube? So you get also, what I'm saying? from a risk like, perspective, what are the chances that these people, the, these downtrodden people, are going to sue? That their image was used on the film, oh. right? Like it's not going to happen. So even if they were supposed to get a release, they're not going to. Yeah, this seems a lot like the the gorilla style filmmaking they talked about in part one, mm -hmm. where they just had the camera hanging off the back of a van, and they were just filming Sly run around. Uh, they didn't get releases for anything. <laughs> this is probably somebody sitting in a van and just right. letting the the film roll. Mm -hmm. Just check out this guy here. Hey, that There's, guy. Come on. The, this guy's not, is an, not actor. an actor. No. <laughs> uh, that guy's having a great time, though. <laughs> he has a full bottle of wine, getting some fresh air. He's going to have a bad time later, but. Like um, this guy up here on the balcony, he's chilling. Miserable. Now, here's the cab pulling up. Let's see if Polly's driving the no, cab. No, he's not driving <laughs> the cab. So you got the Hotel Lorraine. Does anyone want to Google right now if the Hotel yeah, Lorraine in Google LA? That right is, now. Please, I always love these old hotels. So the Hotel Lorraine in LA, is that still available to, to get a hotel? Uh, I, that sign, though, that you see in the beginning, like the million dollar whatever, I think that sign's still around. That, that's actually well known. I've seen that in a lot of different films. Oh, this is in Skid Row. Yeah, this is Skid Row. 
I should see if there's reviews for it. Oh, that'd be great. Okay, so I'm looking at the neighborhood here. Ryan, it might be worth doing like a screen share or something. While you're doing that, let's uh, continue the scene here. So they're all getting out of the cab. And there's a little bit of conversation here. Of course, Paul is going to get say something here. What the hell are we doing here in L.A.? Now, that question always bugs me. What the hell are we doing here in L.A.? Like, he just gets out of the cab. Well, I think, why is he asking that question now out of the gas yeah. out of the cab? It's This is a conversation you need After at least After like make. a seven-hour flight? <laughs> yeah. Well, I know it's just film exposition because now they have to say to the audience, that's what they're doing here, is they're saying to the audience, we are now in L.A., which is an easier, like a title on the bottom of the screen mm-hmm. could have easily just said Los Angeles. But Paul is announcing to the audience, we are in L.A., and then Paul is going to announce to the audience why we're in L.A. Okay, so I did find the hotel. Oh, sorry, I wasn't really listening when I was looking at that. That's fine. Sorry for interrupting. Someone was nice enough to actually label this Rocky Three filming location in Google Maps, too. Oh, there you go. I'm going to zoom in because it's... Okay, so this looks quite a bit different, but if we zoom in here, you can see where it says Lorraine in this red sign. Yep. Yeah, this is where it is. Oh. uh, and you can see this little canopy thing. In the, I think that was there in the last film. But oh, is that a, this is area that... has changed quite a bit. It's yeah, they've like added some rough, the alley. Though. Yeah, they've added some. Because uh, if you go, so we're looking at your picture there. Now I'm going to go back to the movie part. This is where I started. Huh? You can see. Okay, yeah. That's the same. Okay, I don't I think. Th- I think there was a, a, now a building there. It's the same canopy there. Yeah. 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 They just built a building right next to, to the hotel now. Because isn't there an alley? Honestly, it looks in? worse now. Yeah, there is a building there. So Paul says, uh, yeah, this we're going back to where it all started. That's the whole idea here. So this is where he started. Well, this place is disgusting. Why don't we stay at your place? Look, I think you're missing the point. Let's just go in and check in and get over to the gym, all right? So we're getting that comedic type, Paul. You're very much at the bitcher, the moaner. Mm-hmm. Oh, come on. We stay at your place. Or why are we here? And, uh, Do you think Apollo's staying in that hotel? No, he's like, yeah, I'm going back. To, I'm going back to my place. Yes. I don't need to get hard <laughs> like you guys do. But yeah, that's right. I guess they stayed at that hotel. Though they stayed there as well. So uh-huh. the gym is just. Well, he said, let's. He says we're gonna get checked in. He says we, which implies oh, him maybe. too. Maybe he is staying uh, there. You know what? Maybe trainer fighter. I never made the connection. To be honest with you, Kyle. Uh-huh. That they were staying at that hotel. I just thought they're parking the car and walking to the gym. But okay, they're actually parking outside the hotel to stay there. There's no way there isn't roaches in that hotel. Oh, not oh, possible. Yeah. Or various <laughs> rodents. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rock, in my oh, opinion, we don't need this place. It's below you and the sister standard. We're gonna give it a try, Paul. If one of you. Below your standards. Paul but doesn't not, care about them. Not. He doesn't care about them. <laughs> yeah. He's trying to sell it to him. Yes. Is that hotel room, just from what we can see of it, worse than Rocky's first apartment? Good question. It's... I don't know. Keep in mind when you see it. Okay, so this scene here, okay, this voodoo guy or whatever, is this an actor or did they catch this guy doing this in real life? I think that this feels real to me. <laughs> <laughs> it totally feels real. I don't, call that reason. I don't even have a gun. There we go. There's one oh. <laughs> it's funny. How oh, shit. Is. I thought Adrian said that. No. Oh, yeah, that's no. what Jared said, I think. Jared, you said that, right? You said, you yeah, said Adrian, Adrian said, said that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I just can't believe in my 
Look at these guys. Look at these human beings. How many of these people in the screenshot right here are still alive? Ah, <laughs> uh, none. Zero. Uh, <laughs> you know what's interesting? A big difference between uh, back then and now. Like in L.A. now with the homeless, there's tents all over the streets. Right. Everywhere. So it's like these people aren't living in tents. They're either sleeping outside or there was shelter space. Back. back in the day when homeless were true homeless. They acted like yeah. real homeless people, not these fakers in oh, tents. I did see yeah. a, a, and I don't think this is typical of homeless people in L.A., keep in mind. But I did see a, a tent in L.A., like a video of it, where someone had like flat screen set up in there. They were in a projector. Yeah. <laughs> You'd have to guard that with your life. Yeah. Fun is fun. I like those kind of things, but this I don't like. Look at this place. Rats even have more pride than the big court dead here. Okay, so he is just going on. He's like, we shouldn't be here. Rats have more pride than to be caught dead here. Yeah, it's a back alley. It's not that bad. Again, I think it's worse now than it was in the 80s. Although, I can see, Ryan, why you thought they were going directly from the cab to this area but Leading. the way the way yeah. it's edited it's not really just never made that connection that paul says we're going to check in mm-hmm. you're right they're checking in the hotel they've dumped their stuff off now they're walking to the gym and uh, paulie's really uh, really doesn't like this place so there's another trivia question what's this one guys you ever got this one it was tough gym that's where is it tough with two f's no it's spelled properly tough no oh. yeah i think it was like t-u-f-f or something isn't oh, is it? it let me go back i don't let think it's t-o-u-g-h t O-U-G-H is what I'm reading there. Oh, shit. In my mind, I thought it was spelled wrong. Mandela effect. We got a Mandela effect. Folks. Yes, that's totally it. So if anyone's listening, it is T-O-U-G-H, Tough Jim. I don't like. Look at this place. Rats even have more pride than the big court dead here. Look at, look at the dump. I just don't like it. <laughs> oh, there it is right there. Look at the dump. I don't like it. Think of Adrian's health. And Adrian goes, I'm fine, Paul. <laughs> Think of Adrian's health. She hasn't had a health Man. problem since she worked at the pet store. She's fine. Yeah. I'm fine, Paulie. Now, there's a scene coming up here. I, You guys may remember. We've talked about this, but for our new listeners who don't remember, when uh, Paul says, look at these guys, there's. I'll see if I can pause it properly. Do you know there's something you can spot in the gym? I don't want to give it away because if you don't know what it is, it's fun to spot. <laughs> Don't Wait, say what? That. Yeah, you'll, Apollo will say, "Look at these guys." So the, he'll make it mentioned, and they're going to pan through the boxers. There's a fun little nugget I, that you can spot. Okay. That's all I'm saying. I'll keep. It I'm, I'm going to be my eyes. Yeah. So they're walking to the gym, looking around. Paul's looking really happy, excited to see them all working around. Of course, <laughs> Paulie, he's looking around too. Boxers stopped to, to see, of course, the former two former heavyweight champions walk in. That's quite a sight to see at the gym. Yeah, that's but, insane. Imagine that, like some pissant little gym. Granted, Tony's there, who he's a big uh-huh. deal, yeah. but still, two the most recent the two most recent heavyweight champions are going to walk into your gym. Yeah, it's huge. I think Jared's looking. He's trying to find it. I'll let you know. I'll let you know. Uh, Come on, Jim. <laughs> Sorry. And then the camera pants Adrian. She's feeling very she's feeling the testosterone being thrown her way and yeah. she's feeling the heat of the gym. The the male gaze is strong. She is the only female in the room. It's mm-hmm. she is definitely she looks great, by the way. I, I've always said Tilia Shire was 
peak Talia, I think, in Rocky Three. That's my opinion. <laughs> hey, it's Balboa. What's he doing here? Now, I love this guy that shows up here. <laughs> Who's this guy? The pimp. <laughs> is he a pimp? Is he a, is he a what a gambler or what a loan shark? Is he like the black gazo? What what's going on here? I think he's like, he's like the local Don King. Yeah, he's got the toothpick Something in his mouth. Like yeah, yeah. But he's got the suit tie on with the hat on, like a mobster hat on. I just love. He just comes into frame, like yeah. yeah I'm gonna make some money I don't off get this the fight. Toothpick in the mouth. Thing. Well, it's the show's tough, man. He's tough. Yeah, I got to get all the pieces of food from the. <laughs> <my feet. laughs> This is where I started. I ain't getting no gum disease, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so this is where Paul said, this is where I started. It's your it's problem. problem. And that's your problem. Uh, oh, Paul, is your nugget the flush the toilet thing? No, oh, I love that. Paul is like, it's your problem. Now, Tony says that he found Apollo, right? Didn't he say he found Apollo? He says he raised him, whatever raised that him. means. He was like my son. Yeah. <laughs> I also have a real son you'll meet later. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Oh, He's less of my son, to be honest. <laughs> so here's the first hint of racism. Rocco, <laughs> let's leave before they leave us for dead. So if every boxer was white, would Polly say that? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's like mixed gym was pretty even. There were lots of black and white guys at mixed and, gym. And like uh, Latino. Yeah, Latino yeah. aspect. Yeah, right. it was pretty diverse there. Uh, now, you can say what you want people. about uh, Mickey and his Gold's gym, but this is not as diverse as mixed gym. There's no way. No. Mm-hmm. Here we go. He was for dead. Yeah. You see that look in their eyes, Rock? We fought, Rock. I trained hard, but I didn't have that look in my eyes. You had it. You won. So he's saying all these guys are hungry. And again, we've mentioned this before in the previous episode, Kyle. We won't belabor too much. But he's saying here that you had that look. I didn't have that look. That's But we have established, I think, very easily so that Apollo was very hungry in that second fight against Rocky. He was angry. He was pissed off. He trained hard. Uh-huh. Give me another one. <laughs> he was knocking out sparring partners like crazy. Like, give me another one. I don't care how many I have to kill. And you could argue that even though Apollo was mad, you could say, hey, look, he was still living soft. Like he was still sleeping in his silk sheets or whatever. But Rocky didn't have that look in his eyes. Rocky was like, maybe he won't show. Yeah. Like he was showing up late to the fight. Yeah. He, I, I don't know. Rocky yeah, we, got we, out yeah. of that fight by the skin of his teeth. <laughs> Get that look back, Rock. I had the tiger, man. I had the tiger. Come on. I think I haven't oh, missed the scene go. yet. I don't think I've missed it. Look at this place. No class in oh, here. Did I miss it? Okay, I might have to get do it for trivia. I'll find the scene. I'll post oh. it on Facebook on our in our group, and I'll tag it when I find the actual scene. Sorry, I was looking for it, but there, I, it's just funny. This is funny when you spot it. It's funny. That's all I'll say. All right, so Holly's going to continue with it, his harassment about this place, and we're going to get another trivia answer. Yep. So he goes, look at this place. No class in here. Is he always so cheerful? I don't sweat you. <laughs> okay okay paulie all right settle down i would be very careful <laughs> apollo can knock you so fast <laughs> everyone's shitting on apollo in this episode too clobber is giving him a hard time paulie's giving him a hard time that's true rocky that's true. is being difficult with him and like not training well at the beginning <laughs> like this is a very frustrating episode for a very frustrating uh, not episode but movie for apollo 
Hey, hey, Paul, hey, don't get mentally irregular. It's a free country. <laughs> Just don't get irregular, all right? I love that. Don't get mentally, <laughs> mentally irregular. irregular. <laughs> I love that line. That's a great... This is what I mean about Sly. This is where his art and his writing comes through. Those are great pieces of dialogue piecing that kind of dialogue together mm-hmm. i would in a million years i would never like hey ryan you've got to describe somebody who's losing their cool on somebody who's being a bit of a dick i would i don't think i ever would have come up with the term mentally irregular yeah yeah it's the best i'm a huge rocky fan and this kind of personality of rocky like don't get mentally irregular like i i love it it's the best yeah it's something that like rocky the first movie rocky would say which i think there's a that's a great continuity of character because it's just this weird mentally irregular that's even though he's in a suit he's still talking like that other guy yeah paulie i guess that is paulie dressing up a little bit he's cursing up all right paulie says i don't need no philosophy lesson here i don't need no philosophy lesson here it just takes about six years to get yes well i ain't got Yes, he got it. Again. I was so nervous. I was going between five that and was, six. You know why it's six? Why? Because he was sh- shooting this movie six years after the first one. It's one of sl- it's back to the slide. Oh, yeah. You know what? It's funny that you say that, but they were friends since. Who fixed up with your first girlfriend? She's pregnant. Yes, exactly. But, but that's they've not. No- I. That's part I, of the Stallone. I don't give a crap about <laughs> chronology or timelines. So you're right. When this was written, when Sly writes this, he's thinking it's been six years since I wrote the Pauly character. Yes. So he has existed as a character in my mind as the right. This is what I love about the Rocky films. It's both fascinating and frustrating is that there's so much real life in the films that the films don't make sense. <laughs> you know what I mean by that? I think the six years works as just a general joke. Sure. I he's like, it's just a, a, a random number that's you get used to him about six years. To me, that's a total Rockyism, right? Like, come up with some because normally, if you say a number, like it, it's something like only Rocky would do to pick like a weird number like that, like six yeah. years. Yeah, and I'm surprised he say like six and it. a half or something. <laughs> These I, almost I totally add up agree. to nine. Here. It almost yeah. Add- <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Six is almost nine. Ooh, six, nine. That's why I was like, "Is it five? I knew it was a short amount of time. Was a five? But I went with, the, with your reasoning there, Kyle. That's actually why I picked six because I was like, "Oh, if Rocky says a number, it's not going to be five. It's going to be something." Yeah. Okay. Cool. And Apollo's going to do some prophecy here in just a second. Yeah, we ain't got six years. Oh, oh dang. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got two. Was it two left? <laughs> oh, that's so funny. That's oh, that I ripped that off from you, by the way. You said that years ago. <laughs> Did I say that? Yeah, oh, yeah. That's, that's you, funny. You get credit for that, right? Okay. Well, thanks for giving me credit. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put a video together of when he says, "Well, I ain't got six years." I would have cut it to him dying in the ring. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm going to cut that together. Prophecy fulfilled. <laughs> and then I'm going to end it with the uh, curb your enthusiasm thing. You know, they get. <laughs> That's awesome. Showing him just like doing that squirming in the ring and then the, yeah, the twitching and yeah, shit. The twitching yeah. and then... <laughs> I love dark memes. Okay. Six years. Come on, boys. I love it in the bathroom. It says flush the toilet, damn it. Oh, it does say that. I never seen that. There's your catch. That's yeah. amazing. 
Bree painted that in the bathroom, and I'm pretty sure that was there before they got there for filming, right? Like, oh, that's like someone right. wasn't actually flushing the toilet. You know what? That's legit. My boys, bless their hearts, they're terrible. I don't know if you guys have kids. Well, I know you have kids. Yes. I don't know if your kids forget to flush. It's like, oh, thanks for showing me what you did. I appreciate that, guys. I flushed so many kids' shites down the toilets in my years as a parent. Hey, Jack! <laughs> hey, everything's set oh. up and ready to go, baby. I know you're seeing Tony. So, Tony's, hey, champs, coming in, say hi. Certainly had enough working against you. Hey, how you feel? Pretty good, thanks. Hey, he's doing hey. great. We've been living modern, but now we're going to train old. <laughs> Go over here and talk to some guys, all right? So Paulie goes on. He's like, we got to leave. I got a reputation. Now, what is his reputation with who? I think he wants to be known as uh, someone who doesn't associate with black people. Well, no, but that's his <laughs> reputation. Yeah. Like he's... But how would any of those people know his reputation? Yeah, like, because I'm here, I can't be associated with these people. He's going to say these people. But yeah, what is that reputation he's trying to... Yeah, it's weird. Th- this is where Polly turns full silly, right? In this movie on, Polly is just outrageous characters saying silly things and do it was really dark in the first film he was doing great in the second film he came out of it and now he's just he's got a bunch of money and he's just like he's goofy the rest of the movie but i love how sly wrote these lines hey burt young <laughs> make you really racist in this film Are you okay with that <laughs> you know what he has a thick skin he played a pedophile in law and order special victims unit <laughs> Hey, as long as the check clears. Yeah, yeah exactly. So. <laughs> you know, they always say it's fun to play the bad guy for that reason. It's fun to play the murderer or the bad guy because you get to let loose, as they say. Yeah. You need reputation. You hurt. I don't like these people. So he admits it. You hurt. Mm-hmm. I don't like these people. So it makes it very clear. The the next line's the best part. Yeah. And then, yeah, Rocket says you don't like them? Don't like them? Maybe they don't like you either, Paul. <laughs> And that's the statement for Paulie's life. And anyone like Paulie, this is a little bit of a supposition here before we close, but the idea, like, the whole world's against me, you know, or sorry, the other way, like, everyone doesn't know what they're doing or whatever it is. And like, sometimes you create your own. People don't like you for a reason. It's not, how can mm-hmm. everyone feel the same about your negative behavior, so to speak? Like, you're the issue, Paulie. Mm-hmm. Like, they like Rocky. There's nothing to do being white or Italian. They'd have no issues with Adrian and Rocky. Like, you're presenting yourself this way. Yeah, Polly just doesn't have empathy or understand. Polly doesn't know how to put, like, go into someone else's shoes. Like, he's no. totally fine judging people, like, based on appearances. <laughs> yeah, right. But then he's, like, incensed if they do the same thing. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do I do to them? Whatever do, yeah. That's it's funny. Right. I use this line with my daughter all the time when she says she doesn't like something. Or say it's, like, someone on YouTube. And I'm always like, well, what if they don't like you? That's true. That's and she's true. like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Like she, because she's never seen this film. <laughs> what I do to them? They call me Punchy. They call me Punchy. That's great. <laughs> That's yeah. Great. Rocky's never seemed racist at all. He's always oh, been pretty no. cool. No. no. And it's just they call me Punchy. I guess he might be referring to that commercial escapade when he was really I, harassed. Yeah, I think people in general. Think uh-huh. Rock's stupid. People from the neighborhood was never like Rocky. That's a really insightful, yeah. thoughtful guy, right? Yeah, <laughs> you got a relaxed brain. Uh, yeah, that's right. It's just the way I talk. You know? It gets really bad in part five. You know? Oh, hey, Stallion, Stallion, come on over here and meet some of the fellas. Right. Well, see now, like everybody's happy. 
yeah, they've but lost there's... the eye of the tiger now, Jared. They've well, lost. <laughs> they've all well, lost the eye of the tiger. I, I mean, wonder if like they. Tony told him in advance, like, hey, guys, this is what's happening. <laughs> yeah, he's already um, rocking. Very nice. We're going to come. I'm going to need you specifically to stare him down so Apollo mm-hmm. could do his Eye of the Tiger speech. <laughs> but then afterwards, you could fan on him. But like this one part, we need you to do this. Yeah. That's my conspiracy theory thing. That's the equivalent of Ryan saying that Apollo got those guys to, to harass Rocky. Jerry, Rocky where do you stand? Jerry, where do you stand on that? Where do you stand on that? <laughs> Not with you. What? <laughs> Off my show. <laughs> I I admit to when you go down those rabbit holes for that particular conspiracy, like Katie and Kyle are trying to trying to bring you out of it, and I'm just like, Ryan, let it go, man. Let's let go. go. And I was just like, okay, I I don't, yeah, I don't really agree with you on that. That's fine. It's okay. We all can't agree with everyone. It makes for a boring podcast if we do. I I love with these uh, boxers, like, hey, when's Adrian coming over? (laughs) We want to say hi to her too. Feel very happy. Pat him on the back. Hi. Okay. So of course we'll stop there because the next scene is what I call the failed training sequence, so to speak, because uh, yeah. He doesn't, uh, he's still afraid during the fails training sequence. Okay. Yeah. All right. We're going to go to the answers here. Ready? I think we got them all. Where does Paul take Rocky to train? Los City Angeles. Angels. Yep. Who says I don't even have a gun? Of course, Polly. What does Polly call the watch that Rocky gives him? Jared? Lousy X-Lax watch. Very good with the lousy. Rocco just said X-Lax. He'll take that. What is the name of the gym that Paul takes Rocky to? Tough I gym. put tough. tough in, but I spelled it wrong. I'm, yeah. I'm still giving it to me. That's fine. It's a good thing we didn't do the bonus points. I would have got a bonus point. Lastly, uh, six years. Yes. So there you go. Thank you so much, Jared, for coming on the show. Uh, we My appreciate it. Yeah, it was really good to get to know you, Jared. I hope yes, I can sir. podcast with you again sometime. Yeah. Let's uh, have Katie take another vacation. Oh, I don't think that'll be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, uh, Jared, why don't you answer this question? So, uh, answer this for Louise there, Jared. He wonders if Polly's character is based on Frank Stallone. Modern day Frank seems an awful like uh, awful lot like the uh, Rocky Three Polly. Any thoughts on that? I don't know what Frank was like back in the early eighties. I probably not like Frank is these days. I don't know how much of Frank is in Polly, actually. The crazy brother in law, but it's the brother, yeah. Yeah. I think I, Paul, everyone has that weird uncle. Yes. If you combine everyone's weird uncle into one irritating person, that is probably could be. And I, after watching that documentary, maybe he's put some of his father's worst traits into Polly. Yep. That's so. fair. Yeah, I'm going to have to watch that documentary. You do have to watch it. it. It is, look, it's a good documentary. Like, here's the thing it's well done. It's great seeing Sly. He looks great. He sounds great. He has some great insight on something. Basically, it's a bit of a. Rocky Ramble Expendables plug in a sense like these are the franchises he holds dear they're his creations he's drawn real life events into these things which we already knew the big reveal about his dad on the deathbed was heartbreaking just I guess I went in with the hope or the misunderstanding I should say that it was a documentary about his life like an actual documentary like the way the Arnold's was Arnold's was coming from here going here doing this the, that kind of like and and arnold wasn't afraid to say look i cheated on my wife for example he brings that up in his doc where sly didn't really other than making movie choice mistakes so to speak he doesn't really talk and 
the biggest mistake that he revealed that I can remember is when he talked about where he wanted to fight critics who insulted his films. Ryan, sorry, there's stuff going on upstairs. Oh yeah, no, go, go, go. I need to exit early. Yeah, take your take your family. Good seeing you, Kyle. And we're closing up anyway. So yeah, good see seeing you, you guys. Take care. Yep. As we close up, but that was just my that was the thing. It was I felt I don't know. I want to say an expo- expose was necessary, but a little bit more the stuff in the basement that yes. kind of exposed that actual like the human part. He's still superhuman. At the end of that movie, he's still superhuman. I didn't feel like he was. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, I was expecting more of a digging deep type of thing and what we got is uh, they tried to do that through the lens of his movies and i don't know if it 100 percent worked but i thought it was interesting i love seeing all the behind the scenes stuff and yeah yeah there was interesting nuggets it was great to see and uh, yeah so it's his dad knocking him off a horse that was interesting what was that what was that that's so yeah, weird. That I didn't is, know about really any of that stuff with his father. The dad revelation is the biggest revelation. I know other sly nerds out there might have already known that, but I was legit like, oh, he really was just an overall just a gels dick, a gels yeah. lazy bum. Like he, he tried to come out with like a Rocky ripoff, like right after yes. Rocky came off. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's just ridiculous. That is insane. Yeah. So Jared, one more time, plug your show. I'll let you do it properly so I don't mess it up. <laughs> All right. I'm the co-host of the Hyperspace Podcasting in the 25th Century, and uh, we've got new episodes dropping very soon. So come and give us a listen. Absolutely. Check out our backlog. We even talk about Rocky for a few episodes. Of course you do. Of course you do. And uh, lastly, if you'd like uh, Jared and like me, check out uh, Jared and me on the last of the Action Heroes Podcast Network, where we have covered the films of Burt Reynolds. Check it out. We will be doing Gator next. That is, I think, December. I think December we're going to nail down Gator. Okay. Okay. We'll do it. I look forward to that. You're a good man, Jared. Thanks, everyone who watched us live. We had a great audience today. And send us an email. We haven't got one in a while. All right. Thanks, everyone. (laughs) 